because he's like, he's made the sacrifice. Yeah, so right. I've got to fit in. But then that manifests in them just hating the Australian cricket team. So oh, right. They, and so they were so happy that Sri Lanka won. But I, I remember falling asleep when the cricket was on and waking up the next day and asking mum, I was like, oh, who won? And she goes, we did. And I went to school thinking Australia won. <laughs> and I was like walking into the Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board Podcast, a podcast about suburbs that we grew up in, coming-of-age tales, local landmarks, and hometown heroes. We've got a very special guest today, a very funny man, Seren Jamane is here. How are you, man? Hello, I'm very good. Thanks for having me. Very excited. Oh. And you're from a very exciting oh, yeah. suburb where it's all happening, it's I all believe. Happening. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit nervous, I've got to say, because it's like I've been trying to do, like, maintain this character of, like, you know... Wrong side of the track. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's a, a lot of street cred that is yeah, uh, that's you're at just stake here. About to evaporate. Wrong side of the train station, you're on the wrong platform yeah. where there's no vending machines. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. What you're Telling on. people he's been shot nine times <laughs> by a water pistol. <laughs> just being at the train station, this is the wrong side of the yeah, train yeah, station. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Malvern East. Malvern East, where you grew up. We call it Malvern, but that's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. You guys are wrong. But no, uh, Malvern. <laughs> Malvern. Malvern. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. that almost sounds like... Because I, I told Danny this morning, I was talking to him on the phone, and I said, we're doing Malvern. He's like, you mean Malvern? Like, he's already... That is the track, yeah. right? This is the Malvern, Malvern divide. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. What do you call this fucking place? Uh, Malvern. Okay. Malvern. Malvern and, East. That's and, right. um, in it's actually pronounced East. <laughs> <laughs> it's in, uh, in, in, in Melbourne. Yeah, in South. Southeast, southeast to Melbourne, yeah, cool, leafy. man, very leafy. leafy. What was it like growing up? And you, you know, born there, growing up there the whole time. We moved there. We so we, uh, when I was born, we lived in a place called Wheelers Hill, uh, which was like a bit further out and mm. like a bit more sticksy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, but yeah, I think by the time I was eight, we'd moved to Melbourne. Right. <laughs> I think you're about yeah. to be like, by the time I was eight, I was like, this just won't do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I was you have to someone nice. <laughs> I was a pretty entitled kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was calling all the shots. <laughs> and you went to Melbourne yeah. for a bit and you're like, no, we need to go east. <laughs> uh, we need to yeah. east. We need a direction here. Uh, yeah. And it, and so, so yeah, but what was form- it like growing formative up? Years, I was formative years. Formative yeah. years. And I had my, my primary school was just like a five minute walk around. It's, it's probably one of the most boring places. <laughs> yeah. It's a great idea for a podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a 15 minute episode. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to wrap that one up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the postcode is something. What it's, uh, I could tell that it's like, it was, it's well past gentrification when I was growing up because if I go back there now, my parents still live. In a smaller house, but on the same road, basically. Right. And it it's just the same. The neighbourhood hasn't changed at all. Perfect. In They've perfected it. 30 like, years. Yeah. Don't, don't need to change a thing. It's the same old people. They're yep. just a little bit older. That's right. Yeah. Cool. So no pubs, no, like, no, no horrible strip of, you know. There was also the border, because I, I knew I was coming in today, I just looked at the Google Maps just to see, to remind myself of the territory. <laughs> but the border is actually bigger than I realised, and it includes Chadston. The shopping centre. Yeah. So that, if you push towards Chadston Shopping Centre, which is the biggest shopping centre in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Yes. So that's noteworthy, is it? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm well, really clutching it. Sure. No, <laughs> yeah. And the pressure's not on you. We've done some research. But, okay. Yeah, but so right. Chadston Shopping Centre was, uh, that's like around there was probably the most sketchy it got. Yes. Right. And, I, and I read that like Malvern East was used to be Chadstone and... The pronunciation uh, is all off. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Let's start it's again. Like Malvern. Isn't it like Stoningham is that is the city? Stonington. 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 Yeah. Stonington. Yeah. not Elvin. Dude's <laughs> 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 like, I got this. Stoneswood <laughs> is uh, down in Mel- Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> in Victoria down there. Uh, no, but uh, the Chad's... What was it called? Chatty. The Chatty. The Chatty was um uh was 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 but basically the the suburb. They're like, we don't want to be associated. We're Malvernese, but it's still Malvernese. So this, it's like technically not in Chadston, right? Yeah. Chadstone. Yeah. And now, but Chadston is now its own postcode. I'm pretty sure because it just keeps getting bigger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah have you yeah. ever been? To, it's like no, it, I haven't. It's Westfield on. Oh, yeah. It's, it is insane. I uh, I was looking at some reviews, uh, Google reviews, and they're not. 
they're not good. Uh, there's a, like, a, like there's people review the shops, obviously, but then they just review the centre and they're never going to be like, great selection. They're just, it's always just parking is dog shit. Yeah. Everyone's weird. But it seems like the last couple of years has been so many one-star reviews. The last, sorry, 12 months. And it's split 50-50 between people leaving a one-star review because no one's wearing masks and no one's enforcing it. Mm-hmm. And then people leaving a one-star review because people keep asking me why I'm not wearing a mask. Uh, and, so, <laughs> and so it's people like, people one start acting way out of their scope to be seeking medical confirmation information in regard to mask wearing. A person's private medical information is none of their business and will never shop there again, disgraceful. And then people are like, I went to the shop, this guy accosted me asking me why I'm not wearing a mask. I have an exemption. And it just goes on like that. And then right. under that, people know wearing a mask. Didn't they have an outbreak there? Like they did, yeah, I'm pretty sure. They had a testing centre and an outbreak. And that's the, <laughs> that's that how big it is. That sums up the demographic yeah, that yeah, you yeah, just yeah. described. And no people one's giving it five it. stars. Like, look, Chatty can't win here. You know, like everyone's just hammering the chatty. <laughs> but that's how reason. big it is. Chats are so big that you could have an outbreak there and, and it would be like the Northern Beaches. You could just lock that <laughs> yeah. section of chatty down. <laughs> Between the cotton on yeah. kids and <laughs> yeah. rebels yeah. Closing the borders to Zara. No more blazers for well-to-do kids Uh, looking to finger. Yeah, so that would have been pretty. That mean you spent a lot of time at the old chatty growing up. Yeah, it was at chatty a lot. Most of the time in the car park. And uh, (laughs) but I used to. I also worked at at the Hoyts at chatty for for a brief stint. What a lot. Yeah. It was a very short. It was a very brief stint. Yeah. Over a summer there, I got fired. But um, (laughs) what'd you do? Well, I I was being too generous to the, the some kids came in and they bought like popcorn yeah. and then they left to go to the cinema and then they went back and they were like actually we want a drink as well and I they just were these little kids so I gave them like the drink as a because if they bought it as a combo it would have oh been so God. much cheaper yeah. yeah so I like just gave them the combo price Jesus that is <laughs> a horrible offence I've never heard they, one like the manager called me into the office and he's like oh man can I just show you something and he pulled out this like <laughs> the, opened the cupboard and revealed this like huge screen with all the CCTV footage, and he made me like watch it back. <laughs> oh my, oh my god! Like, exactly. What did you do? This here? is like <laughs> something out of Casino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it that is just, a, just for a candy bar yeah, violation. You know? It is so funny, like what they catch in retail and how smug they are about. Because I remember like working in BW, and I um, but like inadvertently got this person fired who I loved. She was like a great, um, she was a great checkout person. I was a supervisor, but I'd found that she had um. Someone she'd stolen like an active gift card and used it at the big W, which you're not supposed to do, but like in terms, it's a fairly victimless crime. <laughs> and so people like, I found the card and was like, ah, oh, someone's used this. That's weird. And they trace it back to her, brought her in the office, fired her, even no matter the fact that like she did like every shift I could have done. Meanwhile, some of like the dead shits I were friends with would be like, check out what I've got. And then they'd like, Go take me around to the back dock at six after the store will close, and they just have like a PSP. <laughs> just be like, I just got someone fired over like dollars of big W card like yeah. stuff that she of used money to buy. Already yeah, got. she used to yeah, buy like yeah, toothpaste. Yeah. I have a fucking friend who has a PSP in his pants. Like, oh, at that, so you just snitched on her and you knew it, didn't you? Just yeah, to well, get her yeah. shifts, James. I did not know it. It made me cry. That was the worst thing that happened to me at the cinema, though, was I, it was like, the, I think school holidays or something. So it was like 9 a.m. And the only movie that was showing was some kid's film, Flushed Away or whatever. Oh, yeah. And there's, so, there's no other sessions going in. Mm-hmm. I'm just waste, like standing at the ticket thing. Mm. or And... So I was just like, oh, well, I'll just go sit, stand up the back of the cinema and watch it. And I think there was like a couple of families in there. And at the end of the movie, this mother came up to me and she's like, I just want you to know there was like a really strange man just standing <laughs> in the back of the cinema. <laughs> like, don't you think it's weird during like a kid's film? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, like it's just a scrawny kind of nerdy teenager who was like kind of not confident in myself. Yeah. So I was just like... Yeah, man, I'll, I'll look into that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to report that. There's all these wanted posters behind yeah. you. Yeah. Your own face. Oh, man, I worked at the cinema for years and had insane, like, uh, just the weirdest people that would hang out there. And we had, like, um, punch-ons, people, like, having sex in the, like, the... Uh, Premium lounge. Like we skipped over punch-ons. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we had two guys. One of them was an uh, was an off-duty cop who got into a punch-on with some guy at the back of like the premium lounge because he wouldn't shut up or so. It was insane. <laughs> but, oh, uh, my Lord. Yeah, like I 
reckon I should have been fired. Like, you gave away a drink. If anybody, if I was manning the ticket booth and someone walked with enough like confidence, you're fucking, you're seeing that movie. I don't need to see a ticket <laughs> or anything. Like, if you make eye contact with me, I'm going to look down and be like, on your way. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. terrifying. Oh, you also used it as a way to make yourself a more eligible bachelor, didn't you? You were using the resources to impress the women. I don't think I was doing that, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> what, I don't know about this allegation. I was giving away popcorn for free. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a hunk! You know? <laughs> I mean, it would have worked on me. Yeah, no, that's how you're going to catch with that sort of bait. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did bring a bunch of choc tops to a party once after work. Like I just knocked <laughs> on off your shoulder like a cake. Yeah, <laughs> dead set, and started just throwing around, and everyone was oh, like, that's cool. just baffled, and but because they were drunk and high enough to be like, what? Fuck yeah! yeah and then just like smashing. Yeah. Smashing Chalk Tops. That's awesome, man. Fuck. Anyway, welcome back to Cinema Stories with uh, Drew Benson. <laughs> <laughs> but Mal, I got I got something interesting, Melvin. Uh, nationwide, uh, and I text my dad and he knows about... Uh, Melvin Star. The bicycles. The bicycles. Yeah, I actually oh, didn't what? even know that they were connected to the suburb. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so they, they were formed... Um, they were the coolest fucking bike. Yeah, do you guys know? I didn't yeah. really I know, know what you're talking about. So Melvin Star was this bike company that started in Melvin. It was just a little dude who was making bikes. Were they the ones that had a really thick bar? Yeah. Yeah, they were fucking The Roadster ones. I Googled one and because I'm like, oh, whatever. And then it popped up and it was like, and it was exactly the same bike that my dad bought at a garage sale in like Coffs Harbour where my grandma lives to teach us how to ride. And I'm like, that's the fucking bike. So I learned to ride on one of these. I didn't even know. It was just like cast iron like weighed 400 kilos you know <laughs> this thing real low to the ground and you know and like nothing's ha- it's probably still in perfect nick you yeah. know but uh melvin star was formed in 1902 in melvin and then it was bought in 1920 by this guy called bruce small who was this 24 year old who was a genius and he invented the first ever basically the first ever credit scheme in australia like two pounds deposit and five shillings a week and you had to buy and it went gangbusters. No one else was doing that. It was like after pay, you know, lay by, <laughs> whatever, you know, this guy figured it out. And uh, so then they had event- eventually had 115 stores, thousand, de- it was the bike, right? Um, and one of the big claims of fame was that um, in the 1956 Olympics in Melbourne, two guys won a gold medal on a, on a Melbourne star. But they won it on a tandem. So I didn't know they used to do tandem bikes at the Olympics. So they're like, <laughs> what the fuck? That's BMX. No, 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 like tandem. You can't, can you like tandem? Two guys on, a sa- think, on the same yeah. bike. I don't think Matt Hoffman well, <laughs> That's what I mean. He's got on the pegs at the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a fucking Matt like a Malvin star. I'm picturing like all these pros riding tandem and then a guy like on the pegs holding on to his yeah, mate no. just fucking ripping they out the track. They fucking welded two of them together. Okay. So. I'm yeah. picturing Matt Hoffman and Drew and Drew just being like, we can pump this vert. <laughs> <laughs> but they, um, I didn't even know that it tanned. Didn't so they hear that you could get the bikes on credit? You get one each. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how they won. They start and then they disconnect them. And then <laughs> one of us wins. Uh, but the, I didn't know that like, it's just so cute to me, just like riding tandem bikes That's during adorable. the Olympics, you know, just feeding the guy in front strawberries or something, you know. <laughs> but um, they, there was like, they won a gold on the Melbourne star. It's a big thing, you know, because they were just, this little plucky Aussie company at the time or whatever. But then I read into the race, the tandem 2000 metre race, Ian Brown, Tony Marchant, the Aussies, and they, they won gold, right? But Heat won out of three other countries, South Africa, Germany, Australia, they came third, right? So not the best start here, right? <laughs> yeah. This is real Mighty Ducks sort of thing. You know, you lose the first one real bad and then your coach yells at you. But then uh, there's a wild card round. So the loser, whoever comes third, gets to compete against the other loser. Uh-huh. And then, hey, if you win that, you're still through. They competed against Czechoslovakia and they lost. So I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> right? But what happened is the other loser round, the Germany and the Soviets, crash. Okay? They collide. So this is just written in a script. This is a movie, right? The Soviets have to go to fucking hospital. So you just think the Germans go through, but right, this is a 1956 Olympics in Melbourne, right? Yeah. So I reckon they're just it's, like, they're trying right. as hard as they can. So the officials go, oh, let's just rerun Heat Three, but the Aussies are now in it against the Germans who crashed and the USA who also lost the Heat. So then they just give Aussies a third fucking chance, and the USA, uh, sorry, the the Ger- so the Soviets are in hospital, the Germans just crashed, and they're probably battered up, right? Yeah. And then, so the Aussies finally fucking win and they win one. And then they win in the quarters 
and they win the semi-final. I'm like, oh, okay, this is great. They, they beat a South Africa. They beat the Italy's in the semi-finals. This is the fucking come from behind win. They're in the final against the Czechs. And um, this is the whole story about this Malvin tandem bike, and it's all over the Malvin Star Wikipedia page, but I'm reading about the race in another thing. And then it says, before the final, the Aussies talked to the Germans who had been knocked out. And the Germans were like, hey, you guys are really good, but your bike sucks. <laughs> Use ours. <laughs> so <laughs> the Germans gave the Aussies their bike and they won gold on oh the German bike. <laughs> so it's just Wait, like, so Malvin Star is claiming that it's theirs. Yes. And, and the they Germ- didn't even fucking it use it in the gold. So they just used the German bike, which is fucking German engineering, whatever, just fucking yeah. smashed yeah, the checks. But it's also been cr- like crashed in. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still better than the fucking Aussie this is one. It's like a Stephen Bradbury conspiracy. Yeah, like it's yeah. like four yeah. times. Yeah. And then in the end, they're like, fuck this piece of shit. We can <laughs> yeah. fucking lose and waste 400. They literally complained that it was too heavy. And then the Germans are like, our one's made of fucking titanium or whatever the fuck it was. So, Tim, I have to guess that rise of the third bike. That's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I so had I, to. I was like, it's bad, but it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so then that, they fucking won gold. So that's the fucking... Uh, and the other thing that Malvin did... So, oh, man. Which, yeah, isn't it? I just love that they're not even updating on the page. Like, by the way, they also didn't use it in the gold. They won the semi-final with the Malvin, right? That's still pretty good. Yeah, they just okay. tell the fucking truth. I'm going to update it later. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also they had this thing called the Malvin Sociable, which was this cool bike. Have you seen this? It's a tandem bike where you, you're you up front, like you're next to oh. each other. Look, there's two handlebars. <laughs> How what funny the is this? So there's like, you're next to each other. And it's called the Sociable because you have a little chat to your friend. So oh, if anyone's man. listening, you, it's like a tandem, but you let, you, you know, it's like you're in the front and the passenger seat of a car on a bike. With two handlebars. I don't, I don't know understand how the two handlebars on. work. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I love it. So that's that's Melbourne stuff. But then the the guy, the Bruce Hill guy, is just a bit of interesting thing about Bruce Small, sorry, about him. The guy who came up with the credit and all that stuff. He eventually, this is 1956 odd when they when the Olympics. He then went like, you know what, I'm at my peak here. So he moved to the Gold Coast, bought 200 hectares of swamp beyond surface paradise. He then tried to redevelop it into canals to what he'd seen in Florida. So we talked about this in Charlie's app about Rabina. So mm-hmm. he did this well before the Rabina guys did it. So basically all this swamp land, they just built it up into these canals. But then the fucking, the local council were like, no, you can't do that. You know, we're not approving all this use. It's swamp land. And he's like, fuck you then. So he just ran for mayor, <laughs> got elected mayor of the Gold Coast and then approved all his zoning. Oh man. <laughs> this is like back in the day when there was no like corruption it. or anything. And then he got, so he was the mayor of the Gold Coast for 10 years. The same fucking guy. He then approved all his zoning. And then he just, he was like, I got to sell Gold Coast to the world. So he found the meter maids, which were this new thing. You know, the meter maids in Gold Coast? Yeah. You know? They would, no one knew where they were. They were just like, Girls are walking around. He got them, piled them in a fucking car, toured them around Australia and Singapore, the world, Japan. Hey, this is the Gold Coast. Sold the Gold Coast to the world. He dumped a truckload of sand in the middle of Burke Street, Melbourne to advertise Surface Paradise. He invented Surface Paradise, this guy. He became a local member of the parliament. He was knighted. So he just became a fucking billionaire. And he was from fucking Melbourne. Or he started the Melbourne Star. And he invented, he's a moderate, he's a founder of the Gold Coast, basically. Far out. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so that's uh, Brucey Hill. And, but it, I just love how he's like, you guys won't approve my fucking zoning. I'm just going to, and he just became fucking mayor for 10 years. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like, hey, let me talk to the mayor about this and go in the back, change your coat and come <laughs> yeah. out. Like, well, I'm the mayor now, you can talk but to him. But you can tell he's the kind of guy that won't take no for an answer. No. Like a lot of people have told him not to make that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he just, yeah, well, fucking, like, what a, what a hero, man. I love, like, the dumping of the sand in Berks. Like, it sounds like he's pissing a lot of councils off. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to clean this sand up. Yeah, I know. But fuck, there you go. So little old Malvin, eh? You never uh, knew. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> another thing. <laughs> another thing I found about Malvin, just if I'm going the, I'm doing the history tour here, is uh, was the original. And this is a very, very funny joke in Australian folklore. Was that the Malvin mm. Olympic Swimming Centre was what it was meant to be called. It ended up being called the Harold Holt 
Memorial Swimming yeah. Centre. Oh, right. This is every touring comedian's yeah, favourite. Yeah, yeah, the love the old Harold Arts <laughs> Swimming Centre, guys. But it was going to be the Malvern. It's right there. It's near. It, I think it's in the next suburb now. But it was called the Malvern Olympic Swimming Centre, right? Yeah, I used okay. to have swimming lessons there. Yeah. Very like a like I, I can't swim. Were you doing so the bit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> were you doing the bit as a kid? It was like, oh, was, you know, Harold Holt, what happened here? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. appropriate if you like never learnt to swim properly. In, it's like a curse. Yeah, Lincoln yeah. shooting range. You know, come on, guys. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, and right. uh, and one more thing: the lawn tennis club, the Kuyong Lawn Tennis Club, which is Kuyong's like the next suburb, but it was part of the Melbourne City at what time? It's a tennis club. What the mm-hmm. fuck happened there? They had all these concerts there. Apparently, did you know that? No, it used to be where the Australian Open was. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, Australian yeah. Open the there. Grass courts, right? Yes, but they had all these concerts there. Guess who played there? Elton John. Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, The Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, Dave Bowie. Holy fuck. Yeah, just as a concert wherever they just... Same night? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a real lot of split bill. (laughs) (laughs) You can get either second half, Dave. That'd be great. Um, But yeah, so a little... That's crazy. I mean, I'm learning about my own town. There you go. I don't know why I left. No. Yeah. So, so, anyway. so when you're growing up, what's the what's the vibe? What is the vibe? Yeah. Just it, nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's you just mean like to say you didn't <laughs> invent the Gold Coast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We. I mean, basically, we're just a lot of people riding around on tandem bikes. <laughs> <laughs> just different <laughs> combinations. <laughs> yeah. What about one guy on top of the other? Yeah. <laughs> <on his> shoulders. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, it was pretty. It was just like uh, a lot of. Yeah, it's just an old, rich kind of vibe. Yeah. Did you go to high school there? Uh, my high school was in Caulfield, which was just kind of up the road. Yeah. But I, I went to a private school. So I was like pretty. I don't know. For some reason, like my parent, my dad was always real conservative or like tight with money kind of thing mm-hmm. and then so i always thought everyone else's houses were fucking sick yeah and yeah, my dad yeah. didn't spend a lot of money or whatever or yeah so we but then now i realize how actually privileged yeah the right. whole neighborhood was yeah, 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 yeah also i was the only like asian kid in the whole suburb we, so that was going to say so it's not very multicultural no even, even it probably still isn't probably now, not now you yeah. reckon yeah but it was like my school i was the only brown kid and then i think when i joined in year three there was like a China, one Chinese kid who was kind of annoyed that, that I'd arrived. <laughs> <laughs> like the limelight's That's off so him. Funny, you know? <laughs> uh, annoyed or happy the limelight's off him? Oh, the light. Yeah, right. So yeah. Not, there wasn't bad limelight. It wasn't like... Yeah, oh. I mean, it wasn't... I think at that age, at like nine years old, mm. it's, it is just like... It's pretty harmless. Yeah, I remember... I was thinking about my... Because you don't realise how... Like we had in my high school, we had about probably three or four kids that weren't white, so Asian or you know Indian background or something like that. And um, a, when one kid from Zimbabwe, and I was like, God, we're pretty multicultural around here. You know, <laughs> as a kid, you're just like, this is pretty like <laughs> what a you melting know, it's like yeah. the United Nations happening. Uh, but then, because in, in prior, but I, the reason I thought that's because in fucking primary school we had like one uh, South Korean boy but he was like adopted so even his parents were white you know what i mean so it wasn't like we had an agent family it was just like <laughs> yeah, one yeah. kid who was like you know oh it's you know lee's from south Korea. but then in year four a um a sri lankan family came to i guess the suburb whatever and then there was a sri lankan girl in my class and it was very like harmless limelight but like oh you're different you know what i mean yeah. like just like you're not Picking on her, but probably just giving her a lot of attention, which is probably a bit like, why is everyone looking at me? You know what I mean? <laughs> like harmless, you know. But um, I remember because she didn't really say much for eight, ages. She spoke English and everything, obviously, but she was just very quiet. And then it was like 96. So you probably would have been around year three. You said you moved yeah, to school. Yeah, so I was year four. Yeah, it would have been like a couple of years before. So 96. And her, I think she was also, I think she had a stepdad who was like white British or whatever. I don't know if he adopted her or not. But anyway, it was... He was a British guy, but then in Sri Lanka won the World Cup in 96. Yeah. Beat Australia in the final. And she hadn't really said anything the whole time in ages. Very quiet. She just walked in going, Yeah, oh, yeah. That, <laughs> even better. Because she, she didn't really understand cr- cricket. probably didn't like cricket, but she just, sh- the teacher's like, um, you know, um, Vegeta has something to say. And then so Vegeta stands up and she's like, so my, my dad told me to tell you all that Sri Lanka beat Australia. So ha, ha, ha. sat back down. And That's I was like, cool. good on her. But I was thinking like, hold on, this guy's, 
the dad's British. Like, fuck you, dude. How did you guys go? You know what I mean? <laughs> he really set her up. He stitched her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I could have really backfired. Make sure you tell those kids. Well, I grew up going for Australia. Like, I loved the Australian cricket team as mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. And then, and my folks, I feel like it goes two ways. When you're, a, when you're first generation born here, you love the Australian cricket team. Yeah. But you, like, kind of hate, uh, like, the, like, prejudice yeah whereas when you're the migrant here you you just want to fit in and you just want to like do everything for your kids yeah so my dad would if people were like rude to him or whatever he'd just cop it because he's like he's made the sacrifice yeah so, right. oh, i've got to fit in but then that manifests in them just hating the australian cricket team so, <laughs> oh, right. They, and so they were so happy that sri lanka won but i, I remember <laughs> falling asleep when the cricket was on and waking up the next day and asking mum, i was like oh who won and she goes we did and I went to school thinking Australia. <laughs> and I was like walking into the <laughs> That's great. Everyone's like, you fucking tomb coke. Yeah, 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 You're yeah. going for us in the semis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's oh, great. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that's probably funny about that. Um, like in those suburbs that are so white and there's like one or two people who aren't white and it's just like the kids are like harmless because it's like, oh, there's two of you. So you can't do any damage. You're just part of us, yeah. but you're different. But yeah, yeah, bringing yeah. it once it gets like 15%, that's when kids are There's like, a critical mass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's, it's like, oh, all man, those yeah. things. Yeah. So oh, when, we, when we moved into that street in Malvern East, I think, and my dad's like, an, he, he was an actuary, which is like this highfalutin numbers guy. Mm. He like, yeah, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Mm. And then, and they, he met my mum in London and they grew up like, learning Queen's English and shit. Oh, yeah. And then right. we moved in there and I think the street thought that dad was a taxi driver. <laughs> and I was like, he speaks better English than you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He, he's a Malvern guy. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. a Malvern guy. Yeah. You know? We're about to invent the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. Uh, I, I love it. So the Melbourne, like when did you move out of like that area? Like what, what age? Did, when just you moved out as a kid? Or yeah, I moved out. I was pretty old when I first moved out. I reckon I was in like my early 20s or mm. something. And I moved to St Kilda with some mates. Right. And with that there. like the fucking world apart different or you sort of knew? Yeah, kind of. But I, it was a bit older like because it was, I don't know, it wasn't their first share house. And I think they'd been through the real share house stuff. Yeah, right. And then they were, I, and they were also like, private school but they were very like <laughs> properly trained kind of kids it right. was just a, a boy's house but not like a lad's house okay. yeah. so does that make sense you're yeah, the yeah, one yeah. like dragging the blow up pool up the stairs like come on boys <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, come I'm on, trying man. to have the yeah the novel experience <laughs> yeah right and uh, Malvin then it was just you know have you it hasn't back? changed at yeah, all yeah, the, yeah. The, the little street corners it's the same shops yeah. mm. the chicken shop's still there is there a Malvin yeah. East Malvin divide like is there some is or at least a you know, some sort of like, oh, I want to be on this side of the fucking postcode or anything like that. I think it's all, that whole area is pretty bougie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the f- closer you get to, so Malvern is like very close to Turak, which is the ultimate That's the, bougie. that's my go-to in my head, thinking yeah, of like Turak's bougie the, Melbourne. Within, and then I came to Sydney and it's just wild what the, the level of, like the houses, the big houses in Sydney are just... Insane oh, oh, compared really? to yeah, like Turak's like kind of like not even that impressive. Once you come, once you see down you, near where the comedy store is, you know, like mm. that, yeah, darling. Huh? I always get it mixed up. Darling, oh, it'd be like Randwick. Or oh, yeah, Lang Road or whatever mm. that road where the Centennial Park is. Those yeah, yeah, are yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. So I, I feel a bit of shame now. You hear that, Melbourne? We win again. Yes. I wish my parents worked a bit harder. Dad, you're good with numbers, but come on. Melbourne good, but not city good, you know. <laughs> Most of the stuff I found was um, very sort of underbelly. It was all like people who would be, you know, gangsters in the early 2000s and 90s and stuff who I guess... They were living in Malvern. Yeah, well, a, f- well, this really? a few of them. Because um, I feel like the reverse gentrification is happening now because I know two comedians who've moved to Malvern, like <laughs> no. Daniel, Daniel Connell and Pete Jones, and they're definitely bringing like the average bring it down. tax bracket down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a couple of council meetings about this. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys, you know, declare your taxes at your parents' house or something like that? You're I affecting just, our stats. I essentially figured what, what was happening was these guys were you know making a lot of money illegitimately and then trying to be like you know what i'm a i'm a i'm going straight i'm an actual businessman like look at me i live in malvern east you know um but there was a guy 
this just made me laugh. There's a dude, I think he, maybe it's still unsolved, and it happened in 2003, so you would, you know, you would have been in high school. I don't know if you remember this, um, but uh, Willie Thompson, the forgotten gangster, they call him, of uh, Melbourne's gangland wars, was gunned down on a street in Malvern no, East. Not that forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Someone knew about it. <laughs> there's like a, you know, there's a $1 million reward to find out who murdered him and all that kind of stuff. In what year, sorry? This was 2003. Oh, so like the current underbelly stuff. Yeah, I thought like, you meant like, like Carl, old back then. Carl Williams. Um, wow. Uh, and he was shot down in Malvern? In, in a street in Malvern East. Holy shit. So I don't know if you... If I vaguely remember it, but I, I didn't remember... Yeah, I don't know what street it was. Or I don't even know like how... Okay. He's not accusing you of it. Malvin East? No, I think I'm from somewhere else. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it would have been, definitely been in class between the hours. Of <laughs> 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 um, the One of the paragraphs in the story about this, you know... just Saran did it. It's a classic... Um, you know, the, yeah, the, the suspect uh, fled to the movies and stood at the back uh, staring <laughs> at the <laughs> children's films. He was watching over the hedge intently. <laughs> this, uh, this guy, you know, they all, all the classic, the neighbours describe him as just a quiet person, never would have suspected a thing, blah, blah, blah. He gets gunned down. But uh, just describing him, it was uh, Thompson. Thompson ran a Chopper Chops vending machine and uh, worked as a bouncer. I was like... <laughs> You're never spotting that in like a fucking Scorsese movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, you like, you, you make a chop lot of chop. enemies running a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my chop chop. Um, but Big that sick job though. That uh, oh fucking oh. Chop chop. Jamie the chop chop vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> Press a button on his. Chin. I mean those Coca Cola flavored ones. Coca Cola and cherry are the two ultimate flavors of chop chops, oh, and there will be no further discussion <laughs> because Alex has given me the wrap it up. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it stretched like a, a fairly far back because I don't know if you remember this place called the Gables that's in Mount yeah. Malvern. It's, it's like a very, very nice uh, old kind of house that has beautiful gardens and there's a lot of weddings there. They run like a high tea. Um, and apparently I read this big article about it because in the 20s it was just uh, an illegal gambling den. It had like bars hidden, you know, the... the Secret knock on the wall, and you remove a panel, and uh, Squizzy. That uh, oh, there was an underbelly about Squizzy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't think it was uh, uh, Squizzy Taylor. That was like his hangout. That was the spot. So that was in Malvern as well. So that stretches back to the twenties. I did find a couple of um, of reviews of the Gables as well, which is mostly. It's very funny because it's all five stars because it is like beautiful. The grounds are very gorgeous, well maintained, all that kind of stuff. Buildings all really nice. but a lot of them are just people who are clearly cunts complaining about the high tea there. Like, you know, the sandwiches weren't dainty enough. Was one of them. That was going to warrant a one star, you know, because the, the crust hadn't been cut off. And so there was a lot of that. Dainty enough. Um, Does someone use those exact words? Uh, yes. That's uh-huh. fantastic. Uh, the, the bread was too thick for what should be dainty finger sandwiches. That was the, oh, that was the exact complaint Christ. from Joanne. Um, there was a guy. I think you'll find the complaints are the same today in the, <laughs> in the current Malvinese. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, there was Dennis. Uh, this guy's like, would not recommend this place at all for school formals and other events as the food should have been in the bin. Main, awful beef that was way too undercooked and disgusting dessert over sweetened peanut butter cheesecake in brackets, size of a teaspoon. And then the owner's like, where the gables in East Malvern? I think your reviews for another venue. So this guy's like, who the fuck knows where he was for a school formal where they were getting uh, beef. Um, and then there was uh, this one dude, which is just the most confu- confusing review. Um, and I checked his other ones to see if he was a bit tapped, but they're all very normal. Um, except for this one where he just, it was three stars for this, um, the gables. And he goes, nice place to have a wedding reception, but otherwise pretty nice. Yeah. Just nice. Hmm. Like, we got, we're talking for the three dots, the inverted <laughs> nice, and then, yeah, more th- wink, wink, another three wink, dots, wink, wink. just nice. Yeah. And then the, the response from the owner was just like, thank you, Jason. And it's just... Well, what what the the is fuck getting is going at? on? I'm like, is this a code? Are they like this guy got still- sucked off? For sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you did, Jason. Uh, three stars. <laughs> so, like, can't have been that good. Appreciated yeah. the sucking on. <laughs> um, yeah, so the gable sounds nice. If anyone wants to check that, out. <laughs> yeah. you ever been off? down there? Yeah, I, I think I had friends who used to work there. Okay, but um, my my primary school was a mansion. 
what? that they converted into oh. like a primary school. Wow. So, it was, oh. so that had history in it, but it was like, I don't know. I it was Just as a little kid, walk, you had to walk up the left stairs. You couldn't walk up the right ones. That's like a fucking X-Men thing. Or, you know, like yeah, a, yeah. some sort of TV. Oh, like, like Hogwarts. Yeah, Hogwarts sort of thing. You know yeah, it was I mean? a bit Hogwartsy. Yeah. And there was like a ghost up at the top. <laughs> yeah, headless Ooh. neck. Which is a story you believe when you're nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <come> <laughs> It's just where the staff hang but out. So don't want kids yeah. annoy them, you know. There's a ghost in there. There's a ghost. Go home or there'll be a ghost, you know. It's just like crowd control for the stations. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Let's just wear the guys up there getting sucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but there's heaps of those no, it, no, it wouldn't be headless Nick there, would he? Nearly headless. The kids nearly walked in. Yeah. Oh, no, jeez, I was nearly headless. I was nearly headless. I ended up getting sucked <laughs> off at the game. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's sometimes funny. that's one for us. I, <laughs> <laughs> I listen to learn about the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> that's going at the start of the year. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I got a um, I got a fucking uh, a news story from you know the twenties or whatever. I love because cops suck. We all agree cops suck. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is from the. But it's just called um, a constable shot. So a constable shot. Stupid practical joke. In the shooting of Constable McManam at Station Station Street, Melbourne, on Saturday night, it was a sensation at the police circles. So while doing his beat, Constable, uh, Constable Gwynther noticed two men in a doorway of a shop. Uh, but when he approached, um, one of the men is alleged to have run along the street, sort of scurrying away. And um, Gwynther, apparently under the belief the man had just disturbed the shopkeeper, drew out his revolver and calling on the fugitive to stop, fired two shots in his direction. One of the bullets flew over the man's head. The second hit him in the leg. He fell to the ground. And it turned out those there was just two cops playing a practical joke on another cop. Like, hey, watch this. I'm going to get Gwyntho. I'm going to pretend to run out of this shop. And he shot him. <laughs> yeah, he ran away. And this Fuck idiot cop's like, stop. Bang. <laughs> and shot this guy in the leg. And then that was a sensation in the, in the police circles. So... Well, at least they're shooting their own at that point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jesus Christ. So I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of uh, oldie, oldie time crime in, in yeah. Melbourne, you know? I had no idea. Yeah. yeah a seedy underbelly a, yeah. bubbling <laughs> underneath the surface. <laughs> just cops shooting each other, shooting all dead, and then everyone just dancing around, you know? Jace, uh, you had a, you had a, a, yeah, a fun had one, a, right? Yeah. Well, I have a big true crime story. So I guess uh, if you're n- not into this sort of stuff or if it makes you squeamish, you can skip ahead, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> or you can listen That's to someone, it. Someone stole an apple pie yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chop a chop machine. <laughs> seriously missing. It's just me with it behind me. Uh, so Where this was is your trigger warning before the... Which I mean, one? if there's cops listening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, true. Yeah, that's what we love. Well, I'll put, I'll, I'll insert one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're a we'll cop who likes to play it. pranks <laughs> and you don't get shot in the leg. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a story. Uh, it happened in about 2010. Um, so you were probably, were you still there in 2010? Yeah, I would have been there. Okay, so this is a story about a man called Herman Rockefeller. Is a millionaire businessman. He shouldn't exist in 2010, by the yeah. way. That's yeah. a fucking That's 1910s a right. well, name. So there are conflicting stories because, like, obviously there's a very famous Rockfell family in America that's also super rock? loaded, yeah. but uh, apparently they are unrelated. And so <laughs> this guy, That's so unfortunate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> to be called Rockefeller, but you're on Santa yeah. League or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, give yeah. you the form. Like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. Ask your uncle. I'm you know? actually the Mulvin Rockefeller. <laughs> yeah. I have a running theory that one of my idiot ancestors like we were actually bentley's and then one of my idiot ancestors like traded like the he was like i'm gonna break, make a breakaway bensley family and then the bentley's went on to found the bentley car company and they're all like millionaires <laughs> somewhere and this fucking idiot was just like that's your where theory? do you get the theory from <laughs> it's just a theory <laughs> <laughs> just drawing the stussy ass yeah. yeah. i have a lot of theories dear uh, yeah dear dear like bentley estate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would like to put forward my claims <laughs> based on yeah. my missing tea theory. Yeah. I like how casually you dropped that as a theory <laughs> with theory. nothing to back it up. I reckon you uh, haven't thought of that since you were eight years old and you haven't given it any critical thought since then. But for the last 22 years, it's just like, yeah, that's real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so that's this is good. Sorry, this, this Herman Rockefeller. He's a millionaire businessman and he's got a mansion in Mulvernese. Uh, the articles take 
great <laughs> pains. He's a millionaire. To... He lives in Melbourne East. He's Rockefeller, but he's like, I'm not related to that Correct. one. Correct. <laughs> and the, the articles take great pains in multiple articles because I stitched this story together from multiple articles. I'm something of a true crime reporter. But uh, <laughs> they make great pains to mention that he's rich. And he owns a Prius, not that rich. which okay. makes him rich. Oh. So I think in 2010, Prius was pretty badass. Okay. Like, you're doing it. And so by all accounts, this guy is a super devoted family man. He goes to church regularly. He has a daughter that's re- uh, just been accepted into Monash University as uh, for medical school. And he's in business with his brother. So he works with his family too. Okay. Uh, so family friends all described him the same way. You mm. know, like he's a... He's a super big family man, uh, but highly competitive, living off adrenaline. He has a strict fitness regime. He runs every morning. He's also a marathon runner. Um, they say he's competitive. He gets bored easily. He needed excitement. He lived on the edge. But What's his blood type, James? Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a negative. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Which stands for Alex Negative. <laughs> 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 uh, so, uh, Mr. Rockefeller, as well, for some added uh, information about him, if some of you want to know. I mean, uh, he's, uh, he has a reputation for getting lost and running late, but also, like, he's a razor sharp businessman. Like, he knows what he's fucking but doing. But he's always getting lost. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, that, like around, like, in uh, chat? Yeah, apparently, he can't find his way to the Zara in Chatty Mall, but <laughs> he knows how to buy Chatty Mall. Yeah, I okay. Okay. And that was the business he was in as well. Like he owned, like he dealt in like large scale commercial properties. Okay. Like 30 Rockefeller. Like this is. Yeah, this uh, is yeah I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say guy. like that in the same way. It could be like, yeah, like the Empire State Bill. Yeah. Okay. Like anything. Right, um, yeah. So, just like so I'm just working on a theory here. <laughs> <laughs> so Herman Rockefeller goes to uh, the Steel He goes to Newcastle, Alex. Okay. Now are you Still fucking saying. interested? Yeah, I'm not saying I wasn't interested. I just love the detail. Yeah, he goes to Newcastle. He's on a four day business trip. Everything's fine and dandy. He's calling every day, especially because like he knows that his daughter just got accepted into university so he's doing the very cute thing being like oh, can I speak to my daughter the soon to be doctor you know that's what yep. he's and uh, he's purchased the shopping mall in Newcastle <laughs> with just his brother quick, just with pocket change yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he rings his wife uh, <laughs> on the last day of his business trip and she is at the Australian Open watching the tennis so she doesn't answer sends her a text being like oh, I'll be home soon just letting you know that my flight has been delayed that is the last anyone ever hears from him. So he's in Newey. He's in Newey. And he flo- flew there. He flew to Newey. Fly- he's flying back to Melbourne. Uh, I think he's stopping in Tullamarine. Uh, but his flight has been delayed. He just, and he's let his wife know. He's, he's just purchased a shopping centre. just center. purchased a shopping centre. He gets lost and he's... No, it's not a present for his <laughs> Congrats on getting into medical yeah. school. He pulls around the go-get. He's like, go out on the driveway. There's a bow around the shopping centre. 16. So this is where things get a little bit weird. So the last people see of Rockefeller is uh, footage of him in the Melbourne airport car park. Oh, so he, he did make the flight. They, Yes. Okay, okay, oh sorry, I won't interrupt. Go. He does make the flight. Okay. Holy shit. Um, but there is footage of him leaving Melbourne airport going the opposite way to the town he lives in. But he gets Melbourne lost a lot. Classic Rockefeller. He, yeah, yeah. Cla- exactly. Classic Rockefeller. Gets <laughs> he just had the read shading. the compass wrong. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the shading. All It's for all good stuff. Okay, you know? okay. Uh, so at this point... Um, What's he driving, a Prius? He's driving that goddamn <laughs> Prius. Uh, no he's, Bentley. But, he's missing for eight days after this. Uh, the family's on TV. They're like pleading for a safe return. Just any. Does anyone have any information about Herman Rockefeller? Gets lost a lot. And, <laughs> <laughs> a negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so obviously, like while they're saying this is, the, and it's on the news, it's revealed during the course of this that he is Herman Rockefeller, multi-millionaire. Uh, so now we'll, we'll flash back. Herman Rockefeller, big secret. Homer Rockefeller loves to fuck. Like he loves. Like okay. okay. Well, so who doesn't? But yeah, <laughs> probably more than us. And I'll say more than each of you individually, and I'll tell you by how much. Okay. <laughs> I, don't uh, know. I did not write that down. <laughs> <laughs> he, li- he likes to fuck one iota more than Serena, <laughs> two more than Andrew. Okay. Um, so Rockefeller likes to rock a lady. Uh, yeah. Well, he also likes to rock a fella as well. Oh, oh, he likes okay. swinging. Specifically, he's a swinger. He likes oh. swinging with mm. couples. His family do not know this at all. They have never known this. That's not swinging. Yeah, you don't do it with your wife. <laughs> 
Like, that's just <laughs> fucking... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adultery. <laughs> uh, she was sick again. And, uh, can, I, can I come in? I mean, uh, you are. <laughs> but wait. Okay, okay. Okay. So, oh, so he's very discreet about this because no one in his family knows, no one in his business knows. I assume it's because he doesn't want his family to find out, and also because he has something of a presence in the business community. Sure. Uh, he has an alias, Andy Kingston, uh, and he stays away from what I've been told the Melbourne swingers party scene, which is a group of like close knit swingers that throw multiple swingers. I things. think it's because Prius don't have keys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, you gotta press this app. I <laughs> gotta download it. <laughs> so, um, the Melbourne swingers community is apparently pretty close knit. They like all become friends, seeing as they all you know fuck each other. Uh, so, according to like a long term swingers party organizer, there are about eight groups of regular swinging parties around this area, and Rockefeller's not ever been seen at any of them. Right. Uh, so, what Rockefeller does is he places ads on websites and magazines that are sold at like erotica shops. He also has uh, five prepaid cell phones that he has hidden from his family that they are unaware of. Jesus. Um, so he uses those to arrange the meetings. Apparently his ads as Andy Kingston also go back uh, about a decade and he's used it dozens of times. So Andy wow. Kingston has been around as a swinger kind of in the underground swing it the open mic swing it hasn't graduated to the crab lab the crab's lab that is he's doing fringe first yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is where uh, Mario Shembri and Bernadette Denny enter the story they're yeah. a couple from uh, Melbourne's outer north in a suburb that most of sources are describing as like pretty sketch mm-hmm. um, and so at, le- at the very least a far cry from Mulvern East uh, they have a 16-year age gap between them. Shembri is 16 years older than Denny. Uh, Bernadette Denny has an alcohol problem and she's got like a problem with codependent relationships. And Mario is kind of just like this semi-literate handyman and they're just like living in this shitty house, having a go at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also into swinging, by the way, uh, but they're not part of the swinging party scene, which seems kind of reserved for the more bourgeoisie, like upwardly mobile Mulvaney yep. types. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, like that swinging party organiser that I mentioned earlier, he was quoted as saying, looking at Shembri, I can understand why he wasn't part of it because people who are not physically attractive don't do well in party situations. Wow. So he oh. nagged him in that. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Uh, so basically, Shembri and Denny start off like introducing, spicing up their sex life by bringing in like female sex workers to have sex with, and uh, they realise that with uh, but with swinging like websites and with these ads, they can kind of indulge their passion with like-minded people for free, and it doesn't just have to be like a threesome with women. It can be a multiple partner situation, which is what more what they are to after. So they're at this place called Sexyland. Don't know if you've ever been. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's on the way to the airport. I- <laughs> <laughs> um, Got a couple of reviews of it. <laughs> they pick up one of these magazines. They see an ad from Andy Kingston. In the ad, it says that him, Andy Kingston, and his wife, Jenny, are an attractive, fun-loving couple in their 30s who enjoy an active, uninhibited, but safe sex life. Keep in mind as well that Herman Rockefeller's wife is is not named Jenny. Yeah, It's a completely different name. Jenny is another alias or whatever. Uh, And it's obviously not his wife. Not his wife's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, The problem of course, with Rockefeller's wife, Jenny, is that uh, there is no Jenny. The, this is, like, the wife has no idea about swinging. There is no Jenny. Uh, mm-hmm. The other problem is that, like, uh, Rockefeller lists himself as in his 30s and he is 51 years old. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, like, I don't know if this is his... It doesn't... None of the articles really went into this if his modus operandi kind of involved him going around to, like, a bunch of people and being like, oh, Jenny's not here, but... You know, they didn't go into that. But I only assume he's pulled off the con multiple times, so he's done it. Jenny's not here, also I'm 20 years older. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I get anxious enough trying to hide, like, birthday plans from my girlfriend. I can't imagine juggling this many fucking balls. Yeah, I know. It's pretty, like, five prepaid cell phones is a lot, you know? Um, So basically, Shembri and Denny, they contact uh, Andy Kingston, Herman Rockefeller, and they exchange, like, a bunch of flirty messages. And apparently, according to Shembri and Denny, like, Kingston's super into it, like, immediately trying to be like, yeah, let's fucking take this further, you know? And uh, so they arrange to meet up. Rockefeller shows up. He's clearly not in his 30s. Clearly no Jenny is there. Mm -hmm. They're a bit miffed. They're like, where's Jenny? And uh, so uh, Kingston 
manages to fucking play this off. He's super charming. He's like, ah, oh, you know, fuck, Jenny's sick. I'm sorry. Jenny will come next time. But, hey, I'm here. Let's party. And so they're kind of like. What a salesman, this guy. Yeah, you know, well, like, he is because they're kind of like, all right. And, like, tentatively, like, yeah, let's get around it. And uh, so uh, Kingston, Rockefeller, wants to have sex with both of them. They're not super cool with that because it's, like, just one guy and they thought it was going to be two things. So what happens is a Rockefeller has sex with Bernadette Denny while Mario Shembri watches, while Rockefeller occasionally is like, come on, join the fun. And uh, Shembri's kind of like, ah, oh, nah, thanks. Uh, after that, um, Rockefeller continues to live his life. So he leaves, Denny and Shembri. It's like, see you later, next time. Got to bring Jenny with yeah, me. You know? They're on those cod rolls. The, uh, you know? the, <laughs> the old ball and chain. Yeah. And so he brings. Uh, this brings me to the night that he goes missing. He leaves Melbourne Airport. And he goes to visit Shembri and Danny again for a second go. And so this time, again, he shows up without Jenny. Uh, this time, both Bernadette Danny and Mario Shembri are a bit more angry about this. They're like, come on, what the fuck's going on? Because immediately he's like, Jenny's not here, but hey, let's go. Like, let's do the sex stuff again. That's This is what they Also, I'm, and I'm 70 now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've aged terrible. So, so they're, according to their testimony, they were like, no, we don't really want to do this. And Shambri, and uh, sorry, uh, Rockefeller was kind of like, nah, but we will. And like kept trying to pester them until apparently a fight breaks out. Shambri hits Rockefeller. He falls down, hits his head, kills him. So he is now, so fucking Rockefeller is dead. Andy Kingston is dead. He's on the floor. Jenny's sick. <laughs> She's still buried. She's, 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 in She's in mourning. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they freak out, obviously. They freak out and they put his uh, body in the back of their car and they go, uh, they look, I think they drive to a suburb called Heathcote, I believe. Yep. And they look for a place to dump the body. Apparently they decide there's there is no opportune time to do it, whether that be there's no... Uh, There's no place. freshly dug graves sitting yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While the With grave digger's like, well, yeah. I just need to take a break for half an hour. I'm going to yeah, Burger King. No, There's no gift-wrapped coffin. <laughs> so they, for whatever reason, they freak out. They balk at it and they return home with Rockefeller in their car. Fucking put him back in the apartment because no one else is visiting. So um, at this point, Rockefeller... Old, Dead Rockefeller's been in their house a few days, right? Oh, God. And at this point, Rockefeller has now officially gone missing and is on t- people, his family are on TV pleading for him to come home, show the photo. At this point, Shembri and Danny realise that Andy Kingston, like, guy who wants to fuck, is multi-millionaire missing businessman sure. Herman Rockefeller. And so they're like, oh, fuck, we are finished now. And so they decide that... Um, to watch Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> a couple of yeah. ideas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they did, it might have been a more feel-good tale. But uh, oh, no. So they lose their shit, and they decide basically the only course of action is to dismember and burn the body. So they go to, a bun- so they go to Bunnings, and they buy a chainsaw, mm-hmm. and they buy one of those like 44-gallon oil drums, and they proceed to just fucking chop him <laughs> yes. into little bits. From the nothing sus aisle. There's <laughs> 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 lime in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they, they dismember the body, and then they, they burn his body in this drum in a friend's yard. And a few people were like... <laughs> That's a good yeah. friend. What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cooking, slowly. boys? <laughs> this is another thing, like, I couldn't really find out. Because it says that a few people, like, were kind of like, it smells bad. But not enough for the cops to go after them. Because at this point, like, I can't stress enough, the cops had fucking nothing. Because for all intents and purposes, this guy This guy is, gets lost a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah He's a happy yeah, family exactly. man who gets lost a lot. The only thing that sort of miffed, like leaves the miffed is the fact that he's gone the wrong way out of the airport. Mm-hmm. An airport that he's, you know, supposed to have gone out of a million times. Yeah. He's going to sexy land. <laughs> so um, the police are still looking for him. They have no idea. They have not nothing to connect him to Shembri or Denny because they don't know who Andy Kingston is. They don't know that Rockefeller uh, does any of this stuff. The biggest lead, obviously, is that they have also found that the flight that Rockefeller claimed to his wife was delayed was never delayed. He came into 
the airport a few hours before he said he would, which was because he was going to go have sex and then come back and right, be like, my flight right. got delayed, yawn, you know. Um, so this is where it gets even stranger. So, oh so then <laughs> he comes back to life. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so after, so again, Rockefeller's wife, family are on TV being like, if you've got any information, so Rockefeller's wife gets a call from someone who claims that she knows Herman very well. And so his wife is like, well, how well? And she's like, well, so well, in fact, that we've been having an affair for the last 27 years. Fuck. And is like, look, well, normally I would not reveal that I've been <laughs> having a long-term affair with your husband, but he's gone missing. Something's clearly wrong. I felt the need to contact you. You don't know about this, but I've been seeing Herman Rockefeller for 27 years. Also, he has multiple cell phones because he uses one of them. To with her contact yeah. me, and so it's not the time to rub it in. But she's like, you know, no, I've got to give like, a bit of information. I mean, like here, in right. the in the articles, the woman was kind of like, yeah, I like it was kind of obviously it's a tough call to make. But she was like, yeah, like I had the information, so like I didn't want to be like, hey, I've been fucking your husband. But it's like also like this might be the information that turns like he mm, could be mm. with another woman or something like that. So this lady, she spills the beans. This goes to the police. And then along with like a tip about Rockefeller's car um, leads to a big breakthrough because once the car is found, um, they find like the cell phones as well. And in the car, there's a Sudoku with the Shembury's address on it. And so they follow it there. <laughs> That's not how you do a Sudoku. Sudoku is another number. What's another yeah. number on your house? The, Sudoku, uh... the Sudoku as well is just filled with six and nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so basically, this leads the cops finally to Shembury and Denny. They arrest them. They uh, they arrest them. They try them. They get done for manslaughter because they kind of say that like he Rockefeller them pesters whatever. them and they were kind of defending themselves. And so that's kind of where where the tale has mostly been put to bed. Of course, because Rockefeller is a multimillionaire, he has quite a bit of estate to settle. And so obviously, the wife gets the major claims. But because this woman who called with the tip that eventually kind of led to a major breakthrough in the case, she also makes a claim on Rockefeller's estate being like, well, we've been together for 27 years. And she got it. Oh, she received really? like Shit. over a million dollars. Shit. And that's that, that's how, just, did, how did she prove that kind of thing? Uh, I think just with like contacts and stuff yeah, right. like that and pictures. There wasn't huge articles because I, from what I gathered, the woman was from New Zealand. So all the things were like from New Zealand Herald for this woman. Oh. And she was so like... So they were rooting for her. The yeah. New yeah. Because she was fairly Bring left... money into <laughs> She was fairly left out of every single Australian story I found. Like none of the things mentioning breakthroughs mentioned this woman. So it was on New Zealand Herald. But that is the story of Herman Rockefeller and his if lust I was for life. Two guys doing manslaughter, I'd be like, hey, where's our money? We <laughs> fucked him once, you know? That's a couple of bucks. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so they only served if... Uh, so I think Bernadette Denny is still in jail. They got 10 years. But at the end, when Shembri gets out, he will also be deported to Malta, where he's from, oh, where he hasn't oh. lived for years and years either. Like, he settled his whole thing there, but they're just, like, kicking him to the curb. And it's obviously, like, a reprehensible thing they did. But that is the story Holy of shit. Herman Rockefeller, wow. Mulvern legend. Yeah, okay. wow. That's intense. I had no idea that there was this whole underground ring of sex parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I came in here being like, man, I'm sorry, the suburb's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it might be all around Melbourne. Yeah, so right. just keep an eye out for it next time. I love how the yeah, I love how there's an A tier and B tier of underground sex swing. Like even the even yeah, the fucking underground has got an underground. The, that rules. It seemed like the people who organised the big swingers party turned their nose up a little at the open mic swingers. <laughs> just, they're just like they have no respect for us. There's no pathway, which I. Always <laughs> <laughs> I've been fucking my guts out down in the fucking bottom tier. I'm like, who books that one? You know, just sending clips. I've sent a clip five times. I was setting up your phone to record. You know? <laughs> I just got to send this in. I was a hitting it raw finally. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> when am I going to get plucked from Uh Drew from the outfield. <laughs> oh, that's great. Fuck Fucking hell, hell, James. All right. All right. Well, well, the story was well told as well. Yes, yes. absolutely. Captivating. 
And, uh, <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Why was it a trigger warning, though? I mean, just like... Oh, just in case, like, because, you know, it's only, like, 10 years old, so okay. people might know people connected to oh, the case. Right. Like, okay. Oh, right, okay. Oh, we're learning about more than this. Oh, Seren worked in Hoyt, so did I. <laughs> oh, Uncle Herb. <laughs> like, in- <laughs> not saying that it's that popular, but you know, I don't want someone. But to you might have. If they don't, like, I, I feel relieved that there was a, a murder story that didn't implicate me. Serene's sweating is like the catcher, guys. But yeah, because if that was 2010 and his daughter was university age, it makes sense that you could have crossed paths in some. You yeah, know, true. Oh God, are you insinuating the Serene no, killed him? Now? No, I'm, I'm trying to think about it. all the. Girls I knew at uni that had shopping centres wrapped in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you go to Monash? I went to Melbourne. Oh. Ah, yeah. oh, man, bro. fucking the guy owns like multi, uh, multiple giant properties that have stores within them. And he rocks up to a fucking key party with about 400 keys on his own. caretaker ones. Dungeon master key sets, you know. He's <laughs> 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 a take it back. Yeah. Oh. oh, fuck. Oh, man. So we probably should. should we got to our final question. Yeah, we have two oh, yeah. more questions. Well, no, we got, a third, we got an added third Melbourne edition this time because we wanted so. to do some more digging on this. We... We've asked a car, We've asked one person now, and she uh, let us know all about this wonderful institution. And seeing as you're from Melbourne, oh, you grew right, up there yeah. as a child. We wanted to know: Have you ever been to Smorgies? Smorgies, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smorgies. Uh, does it still exist? I don't no, know. no, it yeah. does not. Sadly, Smorgies is like uh, it was like a sizzler. I yeah. would say in its um, setup. And but it was was it tropical was it themed? themed tropical themed <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and like it was actually in hindsight now that you've brought it up very very peculiar <laughs> <laughs> you don't really think of it at the time but it, it's just like a guy there's a guy with a carving thing station and yep. then for some reason some tribal statues <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the name really. doesn't hint at it at all either no, no. well I, I assume I think that it's smorgasbord I, yeah. and it's smorgies because it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that, but that so that it's but just smorgasbord such a, is like a it's German like a Swedish yeah, yeah 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 no I, I that's, I th- I, I I'm can't. not sure if we uncovered this in the Jules episode, but from what I gathered doing further research on Smorgies, which was me <laughs> mostly looking up home. menus and salad, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think what it was was the reason it had the island theme was because another restaurant with an island theme got shut down and Smorgies was just like, oh, fuck, we'll have that. There's a fucking volcano. Oh, they took the space. Yeah, the there's entrance. a volcano. Yeah. So they were like, oh, well, which Save is the why there's out. another yeah. Smorgies with a completely... Dip, because I think there's a smorgies with like an aquatic theme as well. Right. So they basically just took venues that already had themes yeah. and mm-hmm. were just like, we're going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to add a big guy carbon meat. It's Melbourne the Harold Town Hall swimming yeah. set. Yeah. <laughs> set up a buffet there. Yeah, yeah we're oh, man. dead prime um, And so, yeah, our real two questions are, if, if someone says to you, Seren, I'm going down to Malvern East for a day and I want an itinerary from you and you have to provide something for them to do morning, afternoon and night, what are the things that you recommend oh, to okay them. good and question. it doesn't have to be like that area right like yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like airbnb's in malvern so you know up and down a couple yeah, suburbs. Yeah. yeah i'd say start for a start with a swim at harold holt yeah mm-hmm. absolutely start your day with a swim <laughs> the nice way to start Wim, but to make the joke <laughs> make the, yeah, yeah. yeah go in they'll love it there they yeah hold on a minute that's a good bit um <laughs> and then i'd say go for a tandem bike ride down <laughs> burke road which is the road my parents drop in say hello to <laughs> ranchet and nikki yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask them if they drive cabs you'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love that too <laughs> Uh, and then I reckon, um, like, p- sort of make sure that you've got your ear, ear close to the ground because there's probably some sort of sex party. <laughs> 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 and if not, just say, just you know, Pete Jones lives there now. You yeah. can visit him. You no, got to take Pete around. Just be like, hey, me and Petey, boys, you too. You know, <laughs> fours a party. There's uh, a lot of nice parks. Go, Yeah, go to the Gables. Mm-hmm. That's very nice there. Nice it is very, up. very nice. It's so leafy <laughs> and bougie, and but it, I honestly, it's every time I'm there, I'm just I am acutely aware of how dull life is. Right. <laughs> so this has been a real eye opener. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I gotta, I gotta plan my own. Go itinerary. home to your dad <laughs> and be like, "Did you know there were sex parties? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who told you about that? <laughs> dad, you drive a Prius. Why have you got these keys? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what about that night? Uh, and at night time, you go on a chatty. Fucking oh. Yeah, you could go to chatty. Uber to St Kilda. 
You could go to um, Central Park. There's a the big park there, mm. and at night time, um, you know, it's pretty quiet. There's a greenhouse. You could pop in there and yes, have so a bit of a oh, a bit okay, of smoke. That's not a greenhouse. Yeah, okay, nice oh. beautiful. I thought we were talking about getting something. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, a very horny episode. <laughs> Actually, yeah. go to the mansion and uh, nearly had a sniff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Uh, uh, and and we've got one more question. Yeah, James. one final question. When all is said and done, your comedy career has hit tremendous heights. The highest heights you've played catfish, um, <laughs> powerbomb comedy. <laughs> the best institutions in the world have all had you. When everything is said and done, would you settle back down in Malvern East? I definitely will. I'm going back there in my 70s. I'm telling everyone I'm 30. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my dick wet. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Oh, Heartwarming yeah. answer. Oh, uh, Seren, do you have anything you want to plug, man? Oh, yeah. I uh, don't know when this is coming out, but I'll have a show at the Sydney Comedy Festival on April 23rd, 24th. Oh, yeah. yeah it'll be out by, by then. Go see that. 23rd, 24th, and 25th. It's buy tickets online. Right. Sydney Comedy Festival. Go see Seren. The Seren best. is one of the best. Please go You'll see You'll love it. it. See it, and everybody. Keep listening to yes. us as well, please. Yes, like. leave us a review, five stars, please. That's correct. Yeah, all that stuff. If you've got anything that we missed on Mulvan or any other previous apps. Uh, if you have um, any leads on the Bensley Bentley uh, <laughs> email me directly. If you think it's as dumb as I do, email me. Uh, <laughs> I'll clear out my email inbox just so there's space. But uh, what... If yeah, you want to talk about chopper chop flavors, <laughs> <laughs> slide in my DMs at Jamie Kirk Comedy. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody. Thank you. Thanks, it. And See thanks, Ren. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks so much, man. So much right. fun. Bye. See you, everybody. Bye. See you.